Sports Chucky's fans, you've been waiting for a long time, man. It's been a couple weeks. Episode 62. 62 of the West Coast Sports Chuckies. Got a lot to talk about tonight. We uh, haven't talked about the Stanley Cup uh, uh, being awarded yet. We're going to talk a little UFC. We got Ty and Dan, who just got back from the city. The city of Miami. The Will Smith song. All that stuff. Dan's going to sing it for us. They had a great time. They went to a game down there, uh, enjoyed the festivities. Uh, it was really funny, actually. It made me laugh because uh, Dave was like, yeah, I'm going to be in Miami. I might go to a Tampa game. I'm like, dude, that's like four hours away. Like, We almost lessons. went. We almost oh. went. It's a four-hour drive. How are you going to get we're, there? We're going to fly. Oh. It was like 150 bucks an hour really? flight. Yeah. But there you go. We until the last minute. didn't happen. But yeah. Go ahead, Glover. Sorry. Sorry. There, there you go. Uh, West Coast Sports Junkies. We're, you know, we're worldly. Call us. You know, it used to be just me and like Prince George. Now it's, uh, you know, guys in Miami. So uh, great time. We'll talk about that. Uh, we will also, we will also dip into a few other things. I don't know. Mike wanted to talk CFL. We're all kind of on the fence on that one. I don't know. We'll see. But even the even the Miami stuff, it's all baseball, and we don't really talk baseball on the show. But um, you know, considering it was a sporting event, uh, mm -hmm. they went, and yeah, Ty came back crankier than cranky, so it's all good. All right, what are we drinking tonight, boys? Uh, let's start with Ty. What do you got, man? Oh, Ty left the room. Let's start with Mike. <laughs> what do you got, Mike? <laughs> Tonight I'm going with my signature drink, rum and coke, Bacardi White Boys. What you guys got? Oh, the rum bum. What do you got, Ty? Well, yeah, you know, we were just talking about it. I wasn't going to drink because I drank a little too much this past week. But you guys pissed me off a little earlier before the show started. So I'm going to have a beer. A Pacifico. Pacifico. Had a All few right. of those uh, over the weekend down in Miami. But yeah. Michael, okay. what do you got? Did you ask Mike already? It's, uh, it's Dan's turn. <laughs> I got a rum and coke, Ty. Bacardi Coke. Well, well I don't know exactly what Ty could possibly be so upset about just going back from the sun and the heat of Miami. But nonetheless, I myself am not able to consume anything except for uh, water. And even that, uh, it makes my throat hurt because I'm still not recovered from Miami. Come on, Gentlemen. man. Ty, send him down a shot of tequila on me. <laughs> no. Put it on my tap. A paquito. No, El Dan, you want one? I'll get it for you. No, no, no. no. Ty, you should just, yeah, just get it for him. Just get it for him and make him drink it on, on, on set here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got a Stella going. Okay. Stella, baby. Nothing better. Right? So, so I'm going to do this. Oh, we, we all love our Stella. So, uh, come on. 
Give us the scoop. Give us the deed. What? Or the, the, the deeds. Oh, the deeds. The deed. Give me the deed. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the D, man. Give me the D. Oh. Well, anyways, me and me and Ty, we were uh we're <laughs> down in Miami. We went last uh early, early Wednesday. Talk about a commute. Whew. Took pretty much the whole day to get down there. 24 hours. We left at about 6 a.m. Arrived like 10 p.m. local time in Miami on the Wednesday. Got to the house. Got everything all set up. The next day, um, Ty had got tickets for the Marlins baseball game. Uh, they were in town against the Colorado Rockies. Um, so we went to the stadium. Look at you remembering who they were playing. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, we went to the stadium. I mean, it's unbelievable it's first of all hot as balls in miami like 35 37 degrees we're there we're walking we get an uber to the to the stadium and we're all praying to god i hope that that roof is not i wasn't open. i was super disappointed a beautiful day <laughs> they have the fucking roof closed did they pump air c in it was like an igloo it was a matinee so the game was at 12 o'clock there's about 2,000 fans there. Yeah, not as busy because it's <laughs> during the day. It's the Thursday uh, uh, 12 noon game. Um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, we ended up going into the practically the dugout. So, um, you know, you know, you know, Mike and go how whenever we go to the games, we very rarely sit into the seats. We're normally on the concourse or at the bar. We didn't even go to our seats. We didn't even go to our seats. Never mind. Yeah. So I don't know. I heard you, guys, you, you saw the pictures of the uh, Budweiser bar there. Yeah, yeah. Like, we saw that. Like I was Dip. fine po posting up there because you you know you can sit there. You're at the bar. You have a full view of the the game yeah. and the stadium. I thought it was a good spot. But typical uh, typical West Coast sports junkie pull ply there. You just go to the game and you don't even sit at your seats. Uh, other than in Edmonton, that was different. But any other yeah. time, it's like let's go hang out you know by the bar yeah but it was right? but it was open right like you could yeah. it was a better view than probably in of our in our seats anyways yeah. so uh so okay two thousand people there and your bill was two thousand dollars and uh dan i heard you picked that one up good for you man yeah i'm working on uh a new uh west coast sports junkies uh credit card it gives you probably like 10 percent cash back <laughs> so you know uh it's it's gonna be breaking news i'm working on with one of uh uh, uh you know credit union no no uh financial uh major bank will provide 10 percent cash back but you know what it was sort of a little uh impromptu and yeah i picked up the tab on that one gotta get the it escalates quickly yeah, I think you just gave it down there to hold the just to open a tab. <laughs> I, right? Yeah, because there's not many people, you know, to get a seat to order something right away. You know, they're not keeping track of individual bills. They're like, can we have a credit card? I didn't know the whole thing was going to go on my bill, but. <laughs> but this area, this bar was actually really cool. So I don't know if you guys remember before COVID they had, it was called the Clevelander at this game where they had the pool. You've probably seen it on TV where they had the pool at the baseball game. You can go swimming, mm -hmm. watch the game, that whole thing. Anyways, it closed down because of COVID. So this is like the new spot. Uh, there's no pool, unfortunately, but uh, the seats are literally on the field. Like you're next to um, where the pitchers warm up. Dan was chirping a guy uh, from <laughs> the Rockies, knocking on the glass. 
uh, because we are like right there. And and you know what, Dan? I will give you credit. The Marlins won. Maybe the curse is broken. Yeah. You were in the building and the home team won a game. I didn't see any of it, so it was practically like I wasn't in the building. But <laughs> well, the, the cloud was there. So, but yeah, no, it was a good time. Um, nice uh, stadium. I always like to try and go to a sporting event uh, when I'm traveling or, you know, on vacation somewhere where there's a, a game going on. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Since we were last on the podcast, uh, the Stanley Cup has been handed out and was damaged immediately. Um, what did you guys think? And Dan, the Black Cloud, um, I told you that... Um, uh, Tampa wouldn't had, didn't have a chance. You were blah 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 blah, yapping away and flapping, flap flap flappy flap. Govic, you said they would get quote, swept. We can go back and quote Govic on uh, how he's. This is the first year he's going to win the or Stanley Cup pool and blah blah blah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I never said that. Oh yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> no, I did it. <laughs> and you like, also will, said this year will be my first year winning. <laughs> you also said. The uh, the lighting would get swept. Well, you know what? I don't know if I said that. Uh, you did. I'll go back and find it. I also uh, said the Avs would probably win in six or seven. Uh, and I bet on them to win. In uh, six. I don't know. Anyway. But any, anyways, um, well done. We'll talk about a team. Uh, Kill McCarr with the with the the Con Smythe. Um, yeah, the talk about it. And they did it with mediocre goaltending. Mediocre. Yeah, you had number one goalie in the league on the other side, and you had Mr. Saskatoon, Darcy Kemper, uh, winning the cup. I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. Good to see Burnaby Joe uh, hoisting the cup again. He said he didn't remember it being so heavy, which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then. And then, uh, yeah, and then when getting into the group photo, they uh, smashed it into the ice and it broke a record for, funny. yeah, it was, broke the record for um, fastest uh, Stanley Cup damage uh, in NHL history. So <laughs> there you go. Ty, what'd you think, man? What did you, what do you think of the Avalanche? They are, uh, they're a powerhouse. They are a solid team, man. They were built properly. Um, it wasn't too long ago they were at the bottom of the basement with the Canucks. What was that? Four years ago? Something Not like too that. Long ago. And uh, what a turnaround. They drafted well. They made a few good trades. Um, some good free agent signings. Obviously, what we've talked about, the Canucks uh, haven't been able to do in a similar time frame. But uh, yeah, no, they were they were solid top to bottom. And uh, their defense and their their scoring made up for their their goaltending, which wasn't the best throughout the playoffs, but it was good enough with the uh, team in front of uh, in front of them. Did you hear about uh, Kemper? What he had to do during these playoffs with his eye injury? Remember he got poked in the eye? Oh yeah, yeah. No, what did he do? Uh, two to three times a day, he was uh, going to see an optometrist, retraining his eye, the one that was damaged. Wow. Oh, Crazy, eh? Two different <clears throat> times a day. They listed uh, all the injuries for both teams. And, man, the cup, obviously we know it's a grind and, like, the things these guys play through. Uh, you know, broken feet, thumbs, uh, broken sternum, abdominal tears, 
Like the list goes on and on and on. And that was just from Colorado. Tampa has their own crazy list of injuries, but uh, what what'd you think of uh, Nazim Kadri's uh, comments at the end of the game there? I loved it. What did he so, say? <clears throat> he said, anyone who didn't believe in me can kiss my, or anyone that, that thought I was a liability in the playoffs that was aimed towards Toronto. Anybody that thought I was a liability in the playoffs can kiss my ass. So actually I didn't see that. So we, uh, we were at our house or Airbnb down there in Miami and I had, they didn't have the game on the channels we got. So I was searching through all the stuff on the smart TV. I found like ESPN plus or whatever. So I found the feed right, right after the, uh, right after they win the cup, a couple of them pass it around. It just clicks off. It's like, Coverage has now ended for this program. Like we're in the states, you know, <laughs> they don't uh, they don't really care about hockey. <laughs> I mean, even with Tampa, uh, we we're talking about earlier. We were thinking of going to the game. It was three hundred dollars to get into Game Six in Tampa Bay. Wow, like ridiculous. Like it is wow. their third year in a row. Um, so you know that'll bring you know a lot of people have already gone. They're like, yeah, I've been there, done that kind of thing. But I mean, imagine the Canucks. Game six, Stanley Cup final here. What would tickets be going for? Do you not remember when we when when it was the conference final and we priced it out and it was cheaper for us to rent a van and drive to, to San Jose? Sharks. Yeah, yeah. With hotel, that, with yep. everything, with gas, uh, travel and tickets and food. So it was cheaper than going to going to GM place or whatever Rogers Arena. Does it believe that? yeah i can absolutely but that's what i was saying like it was 300 bucks and then like i said the flight was 100 and something like wouldn't have been that bad we're already down there to see a stanley cup final game would have been cool but uh it just didn't work out but yeah in terms of uh like the lightning for that series man like that's such a crazy run um game six of the stanley cup final after winning two in a row their third yeah. series um dan what do you have to say about the lightning there i know you're disappointed yeah, I mean, uh, like, like you said, Ty, uh, th this is a dynasty here. I think the Stanley Cup, besides the Super Bowl, I think is the hardest uh, championship to win. It's harder I, than the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. But it's, anyways, that's neither here nor there. But you have seven games to win the series. You have one shot in the Super Bowl. So Exactly. You have to win four fucking games. You have to win four games times okay. four times. We are not going to argue about this. We'll take it oh. to a poll, and I guarantee you uh, the voters will give you your decision. Anyway. I will put the poll up right now. Please do that. Post oh, finally. Post? finally post something. Oh, you you know what, Dan? Shut the fuck. You got nothing to say. Tampa, you got nothing to say. Three times going to the, Super, going to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, props to them. You know what? If you look at it, Colorado has pretty much replicated Tampa Bay's blueprint. Um, this is exactly how Tampa was built four or five years ago, actually going back almost seven, eight years ago. You know, they were at the bottom. They started getting draft picks, started, you know, building that team. They could never get over that hump, always losing the conference final. Then, boom, they finally started clicking. They got their pieces in the trade. Boom, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup. Colorado has been the favorite for the last four years in the Western Conference, and they flopped every time. Granted, congrats. They got it done this year. Again, when you're scoring more goals than you're letting in, obviously you don't need goaltending. So they have that firepower. They have solid defense. They could put, you know, Govic, you could have been in net. Wouldn't have mattered. Oh, I don't know. But what I'm going to say <laughs> is 
if Colorado doesn't fix that issue of goaltending, they are not going to be a dynasty like Tampa. They are not going to win back-to-back Stanley Cups because, again, trades are going to go around. They're not going to be able to keep that team forever. I guarantee you McKinnon is coming up for a massive deal. Um, You know, a lot of players. That defenseman is pretty star-studded. The Makar. Those are two players. Yeah, Makar. People are comparing him to Bobby Orr there, Mike. 23 years old, yeah. Give them props. What? They won. Give them props. Avalanche, give them props. They won. Yeah. So back to the Lightning, their success, I swear, I remember it like it was yesterday. Do you remember four years ago when they had they were the they were the President's Cup winners? They had they set a record they for Columbus. Up, they got huh? swept in the first round by Columbus. Yeah. So going back to it's that, it was that. that uh Keenan Thompson at the award night, remember? And he had that joke. He's like, Tampa Bay Lightning, they set a record for the uh, most wins or most points in an NHL season, and they followed that up by tying. The uh, the least amount of wins in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the funny thing, though, is uh, I was reading in the news because uh, Tortorella has now been uh, signed with the Flyers to be their new head coach. Tortorella was the last coach before that to take Tampa to the final and win back in 2004. It was the then, only other he, time they won. He then coached the Columbus Blue Jackets who swept the Tampa Bay team. Mm. That was pretty Conspiracy, <laughs> but I think Colorado does have the start of a dynasty here. Obviously, they're going to lose a few pieces here and there, but uh, their core uh, is locked together here for a bit. Um, and Kemper wasn't all that bad. I mean, he wasn't uh, a top goalie in the league, but uh, I would put him maybe top twelve in the league. Cody's I mean, value just went up. There. He's going to be going somewhere else. They're not going to be able to pay him. Who knows? He was there talking about it. He said uh, maybe they could work something out because uh, they know he knows. I think they have something pretty special there. Didn't yeah, Angus want out of Colorado too? I thought there's always been why he's a captain. He's our captain. Yeah, there's, always, there's always been trade rumors around him. No, that's not always. But that was maybe like I said when they're at the bottom of the barrel four years ago, similar to the Canucks. But uh, yeah, no. Congrats to the Avalanche. Yeah, good to see Burnaby Joe up there again. What about the Canucks news? Some uh, some big things going on here in Van City. Our uh, prospect there, our Russian prospect. Well, Sorry. that and uh, Sedin's <laughs> and Luongo getting uh, Hockey inducted. Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's awesome. That was a little surprising. Why? Quick me. Why Quick was that surprising? Quick. Quick, like first ballot. They're the Sedin's right and Luongo. They should be. They could still be playing. That's the thing, though. Like, you know, I think the Sedin's no, can just play today. It was, so I just mean it was, it was so quick. Uh, I was surprised based on uh, the bias, too, we get on the West Coast that they would be considered so quickly. I'm happy, obviously. I just said I was surprised. Um, there's a lot of players that uh, have some pretty good resumes and Stanley Cups and stuff that uh, aren't in the Hall of Fame. So, but. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, more on the Canucks front, there was a trade, not with the Canucks, but uh, Kevin Fiala was traded from the Wild to the Kings today. Um, And that kind of opened the start of the trade market before the draft. And, you know, that kind of is a bar for what we should get for Besser even more. They got uh, Minnesota got a first round pick and a top uh, defensive prospect 
or the rights to negotiate a new contract with uh, Fiala. What um, makes you think Besser is going anywhere? No, no, Besser or Miller, they're not keeping both. It's it's a done deal. But that's what all the hockey insiders are talking about today. Is that trade kind of sets the market? Um, and now you know Besser is from Minnesota. So that's got uh, everyone's uh, wheels spinning thinking about that, right? Maybe, you know, there's now some more uh, more room there, but they would also have to pay Brock, so I don't know. But it's going to be interesting uh, the next few weeks leading up to the draft. That's usually when the trades start to happen. Who would you rather? We've talked about this before, but after the dust is settled, you'd rather keep Besser or Miller? Uh, it's a tough one, man. I don't know. I mean, after last year, you got to go with Miller. I mean, the guy had an unbelievable season. But he is yeah, older. I, he's older, I know. I don't know. But yeah, I know Besser I... had a bunch of shit going on in his life, right? But True. You know, it's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one. I don't know. Chris, who would you yeah. take? I, I I don't know. Besser's younger, right? Miller's proven. I'd keep them both. <laughs> Pay them whatever they want. Yeah, just give them the money. Fuck, stay. <laughs> yeah. And another interesting thing I read from a couple of the TSN insiders is it sounds like the Canucks aren't looking for draft picks. We're looking for um, young, proven players or young, up-and-coming players. Not even prospects, really, just, you know, like young NHLers. So we'll have to keep on an eye on all of that. Uh, we'll post anything that uh, we hear on our Instagram page. McK McKinnon. McKinnon's won the Cup. McDavid has it. Hey, do you guys remember the bubble? Yeah, remember the bubble? So, so long ago. It, it does feel like it was so long ago, but somebody sent me a meme and I laughed my ass off. It was like the Oilers, because they were playing in Edmonton, right? The bubble? Mm -hmm. The Oilers have officially been kicked out of their own stadium. And everyone else had to play there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> It is, it is. It's a good one. Okay, poll question is up. What's harder to win? The Stanley Cup or the Vince Lombardi trophy? Uh it's already hundred percent Stanley Cup, so I don't know what anybody else is talking about. We we're getting lots of votes here. It's popping and jumping and hopping. And it's still at hundred percent. I'm gonna have to fact check you on this one. I don't believe you. 50 50 what? right now. No, not what I can see. <laughs> two votes. For the a little slow, Ty. Two votes for He's the cup. Two votes for the Vince Lombardi Trophy, and someone voted Stanley Cup from uh, the Junkies account. That's illegal. Hundred <laughs> percent Stanley Cup. Dude, you need some new Wi-Fi. The heck? Hold on. <laughs> okay, let's get into it here. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, fighting out of Las Vegas, Nevada, Littlehead, Mr. <laughs> Mike Peter. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got, Mike? All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> this weekend, UFC 276, Adesanya versus Cannoneer. Comes down Saturday night on the 2nd of July at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. This one I've been waiting for a long time. It's a stacked card. Even the prelims are freaking awesome. Ty, your favorite fighter, Donald Cerrone, is in the prelims this time, too. You should check them all. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but no, man, this this fight, um, we even talked about possibly going down for it because the, the card is pretty stacked. So a lot of 
fighters on it that uh, you know I'm a big fan of, and I think Ty's a big fan of. Misha Tate was originally supposed to be on it, and it was early this week. I think it was like Monday that they pulled the fight or canceled it because uh, um, Lauren Murphy, her opponent, tested positive for COVID. I didn't even know COVID was a thing anymore. I thought we're done with this shit, right? No? Still a thing, eh? Yeah, it's still going around, I think. Yeah. So anyways, that's why that fight gets canceled. I was hoping they would find her another opponent on, on short notice, but that's a no-go, so she's out. But the main event, you obviously got uh, we got Adesanya versus uh, Jared Cannonier. There's two title fights. There's also Volkanovski versus Max Holloway 3, and that's going to be a freaking banger of a fight. And my boy, the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley, fighting in uh, on pay-per-view again. It kicks off now. We'll break down, the obviously, the main card again. There's five fights. And I'm coming off of a perfect record from my last picks, just so you guys know, okay? That's where, <clears throat> that's where we're coming from here. Dan, I don't Funny see Mike. you being too into this. Where's your pen and paper, man? I don't know what the hell you're doing over there. Mike, um, Money Mike, actually, go please introduce Money Mike on the mic, the parlay okay. master. Okay. Um, Mike, I don't even need to take notes because I, whatever you say, I'm picking. So <laughs> you tell me to pick Adesanya, I'm picking Adesanya. You tell me to pick Misha Tate, I just found out she's not even fighting. I would have picked her. <laughs> but you go on, man. I'm just in tune with what you have to say, and I'm just going with whatever. You take my money. <laughs> okay the first fight of the main card we're going with uh robbie lawler versus brian barbarina now they always seem to throw these damn fights in there just to throw everyone off it's like one of these fights that no one knows which way it's going to go or how to pick this thing i think it should be a straight pick them you have robbie lawler coming in at a slight favorite right now at a minus 125 and uh barbarina is a is also a minus 105. So it should, I mean, my, that's, to me, that's a, that's a, he's actually the favorite, Marina. Sorry. Uh, mm. Or is he? Ty, help me out here, man. It's too close. I'm it not, should be a pick em in I'm my mind, right? Up. Yeah, it should be a pick em. I'm just yeah. pulling it up, though. Yeah, I keep going about the fight. Though. Anyway, so it's one of those ones that I just can't be confident either way. You know, it's going to be a fun fight. These guys are going to go straight to the middle of the octagon and just be a straight slugfest brawl. Um, they're going to be banging, and it's basically going to be who can take the most damage um you know robert we'll talk about lawler he's obviously been a champ he's 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 uh he's older he's uh 40 years old now um we have barbarina's 33 years old lawler's 29 and 15 he's one and four in his last five uh barbarina's 17 and eight he's three and two in his last five you know lawler looked good against Nick Diaz, but a really rusty Nick Diaz, and a really like, looking out of shape. Out of Nick shape. Diaz, I thought, and even in that fight, Nick Diaz did have some some success. Like he landed, I think, over seventy significant strikes in rounds one and two, and um, you know, it, it wasn't a, a dominant victory in my mind for for Lawler. Obviously, the way Diaz went out was not how we want to see him go out. Or I don't because I'm a huge Diaz fan, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, in going and then from from that going back, it's a long time since he's Robbie Lawler's even won a fight. You got to go back to 2017 when he fought Dan, uh, Daniel Cerrone. It was the last victory that he yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Barbarina has also not looked good at all either. He's been knocked out twice. He's 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 lost fights that he's been heavily favored in. He's you know, you know, same sort of thing. So it's it's kind of hard to tell what you're going to get in a fight like this. Um, if I had to pick it though. 
and I'm going to pick it. I'm actually not going to bet this fight because I just don't know where, <laughs> which way to go. But I'm going to lean towards the youth. I'm going to go with uh, with Barbarina in this fight. Barbarina. I think that he's taking less damage in his life. But Lawler's taking a lot of damage, man. That guy's been hitting the head many a times. And yeah, I so agree. I'm taking and I Barbarina up, via I, I looked up the odds here. Uh, yeah. Oh, by decision. What does that pay out? Do you have it up there? I don't have it on or... my thing. I'm taking it. Him by decision, but yeah, I just pulled up the um, like the money line or the fight line. Um, and yeah, Barbarina, it's better value at even money. It essentially is a pick and fight, fight. Uh, Robbie Lawler is minus 124. Yeah, it's so. just been flipping them around all over that, so that that area, but that's where I'm gonna go with my money. I'm gonna go with the younger dude here. I just think he can get it done. Lawler, 40 years old, like I said, he didn't look, he didn't impress me against Nick Diaz, so that's where I'm going. Next fight of the night, it's my boy. We're going bantamweight, the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley coming in against Pedro Munhos. Um, O'Malley, 27 years old. He's 15 and one, four and one in his last five. Pedro is 19 and seven and one and four in his last five. He's <coughs> five years old. Um, so, like this fight. So the odds O'Malley's a heavy is a favorite in this fight. He's a minus three twenty five, and uh, Munoz is a plus two fifty. Um, it's a step up in competition. Compared it is to definitely a step up in competition. Yeah, like, this is not. Uh, you can't mess around in uh, like the last few fights. No, exactly. O'Malley's coming in a much bigger guy. He's coming in five inches higher, uh, taller, and he's got a seven inch reach advantage on this guy. But I mean, you know. You know he he's he's a phenomenal striker. He's up against a guy that that's obviously fought you know really really tough competition. You look at uh, uh, Pedro Munoz's last I think it's well five fights that I that I, I went back. He fought he KO'd Cody Garbrandt. He got a split decision loss versus Frankie Edgar. Um, he won against Rivera. Uh, unanimous decision loss to Jose Aldo. And yeah, a unanimous all, decision like, loss versus uh, Dominic Cruz. All great all fighters. Previous champions. Exactly. Champs. <laughs> I mean, O'Malley's going to have a huge striking advantage. I do see a, a, a way to victory for um, Munoz in this fight. And I don't think that he that O'Malley should be such a heavy favorite in this fight either. I don't think he's going to – he should be a, you know, a three-to-one favorite. Against, he can get uh, in close, right? Get in close. Think? And I think he's going to kick his legs, man. I mean, we've seen O'Malley. He basically – for whatever reason, he's got amazing striking. He's fast and he's got power, but the guy's like built of glass. Like he kicked, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he breaks his own bones. He kicks him too hard and <laughs> breaks his foot or whatever, right? So I think, you know, leg strikes and if he can, you know, get a hold of him and, um, you know, get a hold of him and maybe take him down. I, I don't know that's going to happen, but just kick him down. That's what I say. Yeah. Kick his legs down. I mean, this is a guy that's also never been, he's never been knocked down or knocked out in his life, that Pedro Munoz. So that's pretty crazy to see. If he, if Omali can do that, maybe he's the real Absolutely. deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in this fight, uh, his D sucks too. He like he likes to block punches with his face, kind of like uh <laughs> our, our boy there, Tixera does. But yeah. uh he can take a lot of damage, man. He's been never, like I said, never been knocked out, never been knocked down. It's gonna be a fun fight. I'm gonna go with O'Malley via decision in this fight. I don't, I don't see him ending him, obviously, because of what I just said. But I think O'Malley's just a, such a superior um, striker, and he should be able to get it done. Nice. Um, yeah, like you kind of said there, I think there is a path to victory for Munoz here. Um, 
if he can get him close and, you know, not just stay, if O'Malley keeps him at a distance and fights smart, I think it'll be a fairly not easy, but, you know, a convincing win for him. But yeah, if he can get inside, uh, I definitely think he has a shot. So I might just place a small bet on uh, Munoz there. Uh, it's plus 250, I think I saw last, but you said it might have changed a bit. Yeah. Pretty good value. I mean, I think the odds, like you said, should be a little closer than they are. I mean, just look at his resume there recently, who he's fought, right? His last it's five true. fights. It's true. So. It's also a fight that I feel is like set up to uh, get for him O'Malley to, the next level. to succeed for. You know what I mean? Like, it's a guy that uh, um, he'll strike with you, will strike with you, and uh, yeah. you'll stand in there. And that's what the fans want to see. They want to see O'Malley striking, right? Um, and to see if he can actually take them all. Because he's like I said, he's, he's fought some big names and. And the guys that O'Malley's fought, I, I think uh, he's fought six fights in the UFC now. I think only two remain in the UFC, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. like one and done. So really, this is a big step up in competition for him. And a win he needs to keep uh, moving up the rankings there and get some bigger fights. Yeah, for sure. Next fight, we got the middleweight division, Sean Strickland versus Alex Pierre. Now, this is a straight pick -em. Right now, the odds were minus 115, minus 115. Sorry, this was yesterday when I was doing this. But uh, they could have changed a little bit. We have Strickland. He is uh, 25 and 3 and 5 and 0 in his last five. Pierre is 5 and 1 and 5 and 0 in his last five. This is a very, just like the first fight, it's very this could tough be a fight, fight of the call. night, I think. It could one. be for sure. It's got it written all over. This is the, you know, the people's fight of the night for sure. Um, Pierre's kind of like, an, for, like a number one contender, too, isn't it? Yeah. In a way. Oh, yeah. For, uh, the next title shot but yeah go ahead absolutely yeah so pierre comes in as a lot larger than uh than strickland um this this guy hits like a truck man if you go back and watch some of his fights he ko's people and they're out for like minutes on the mat like it's not just like oh boom drop done pop back up yeah. no no they're out and they're, they're going <laughs> leaving in ambulances um you know there is a path to victory i see for strickland he's a he's a brown belt brazilian jiu-jitsu in brazil in brazilian jiu-jitsu if he can get him close hold him against the fence <laughs> maybe take him down um, I think that, you know, maybe he fights a smart fight and doesn't get in the, into the middle of his cage and just wants to brawl with him, that I think yep. he's got uh, the advantage. Um, but I just, I mean, I don't really know him that well and just watching some of the, going back watching some of the fights, I kind of question that fighter's IQ. Um, I'm going to think that uh, he's not going to do that. And I think he's going to go in there and want to brawl with him. So I'm going to go with uh, Pierre in this fight. I think he's going to knock him out. I think he's going to knock him out in round one nice um i like that i like that pick and i read some crazy things about uh Pereira here um did you know he has beat adesanya twice in kickboxing and kickboxing yeah it's kickboxing. pretty crazy though yeah i know it's a very say, so he's, he's only i want had... him to win that or this fight and set up the uh obviously title fight if adesanya which we'll get to in the next fight yeah, he's uh, a heavy heavy he hand man he's only had six fights in mma and yeah. uh it's uh, it's pretty crazy how how good this guy has has been. So I'm. I also, I also read he has uh, he hasn't attempted a takedown yet in his MMA career. <laughs> yeah, it was so, kickboxer straight. Man. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, before. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it should be crazy to see. Well, I, I, and we'll see. I mean, that's the thing. If the game plan goes for the other guy, see what he does when he tries he to take should. him down. Get him to yeah. the ground. What's gonna happen? That's what you got to exactly. do, right? Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that fight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, co-main event of the evening. We have Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway 3. The third time these guys are going at it. This is for the featherweight championship of the world. 
And real quick, uh, Volkanovski, 33 years old. He is 24 and 1, 5 and 0 in his last five. Minus 200 favorite in this fight. Holloway is 30 years old, 23 and 6, and he's 3 and 2 in his last five, and he is a plus 170 dog. Um, I just don't know how I can just go against Volkanovski anymore, man. Just seeing this guy fight, I like him more and more every time I see it. I mean, and I love Max Holloway. Same, this fight's going to be a close fight, extremely yep. close fight. It's going to be a banger of a fight. It's never, ever uh, one-sided. Their first fight, it was a unanimous decision, Volkanovski. Their second fight, I thought Holloway won the fight. Close. It was real close. Split decision for Volkanovski. Some late wrestling, I think, kind of stole it. That, yeah, that, and then Holloway even fight. dropped dropped Volkanovski in the first uh, first round. So yeah, he was losing the fight. He battled oh, yeah. back in the later rounds for sure. So I mean, it's hard to pick against the dude. I mean, they they're both there's there's so much fun to watch. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a war in there. I just I can't I I, I don't see a, a way to to go just because he's been so dominant even against like the last few times I've seen him fighting against Ortega and stuff like that who are mm. top dudes. I'm going Volkanovski sure. via decision in this fight, and it and it hurts my heart to do that. But I, know, I was going to say, I also my heart think, wants me to bet Max. But I don't yeah. think he should be a two to one favorite either. It shouldn't be minus two hundred. Should be. Closer. I think that's just going off the last two fights, though. Yeah. He's lost to him twice, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it opened at. Who knows where? I guess it could have been a little closer, and the money started coming in more on Volkanovski because of the first two fights. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, by by decision for Volkanovski. Yeah, man. All right. In the main event of the evening, the middleweight uh, championship of the world, Israel Adesanya, Izzy versus Jared Cannonier. He comes in, or Izzy comes in at the heaviest favorite on the card at a minus 475. Cannonier is a plus 350. Um, Israel Adesanya is 22 and 1, 4 and 1 in his last five. Cannonier is 15 and 5 and 4 and 1 in his last five. And, you know, Israel Adesanya is just the middleweight king right now. I don't really uh, – I don't see anything that Cannon here can really bring to the table. And I talked about this before, other than maybe a lucky punch, um, yeah. you know, and take it out that way. But is he going to outstrike Israel Adesanya for 25 minutes? I don't think so. Don't is he going to so. take him down and do what Blockowicz, you know, the Jan Blockowicz game plan that everyone keeps talking about that no one's been able to do in the middleweight division? I mean, I don't think so. I think Cannoneer's attempted four takedowns in his entire career here. So, I mean, he might have that lucky punch with him. I'm going Izzy the entire way. Israel Adesanya, and it is a championship fight, so usually guys are a little bit tougher and they, they want to stick it out. So I'm going to go Izzy via decision in this fight. But uh, I just – I don't see it. I don't see it happening other than him maybe getting lucky. He's not going to pick him apart or anything like that. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think he has something to prove in this fight too. The way uh, a couple of his last fights have gone, I think he wants to go in there and dominate. And for my own sake, I would love to see him and uh, Pereira win there and set up uh, a title fight. Yeah, that, and that be would be a hey? great build-up with you know yeah. the only guy. Good beat marketing, him, but albeit kickboxing, but um, I think it'd be it'd be perfect for to set up the next fight there for the division. Yeah, but yeah, I'm pumped, pumped for this weekend. Uh, feels like it's been a while since there's been a pay-per-view, but yeah. Well, Money Mike, you know, I have made three picks. A uh, couple of fights you weren't too sure of. Um, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't really feel, you know, the all-in 
we're going to win coming out of your voice. So I'm going to parlay uh, O'Malley. I know he's your favorite, uh, big favorite on the card. I'm going to take the two champs, Volkanovski, Adesanya. Uh, Three-way parlay, $200, pays $284. Uh, it's all about the little wins sometimes. Nice man, is that your Bodog best bet. bet of the week? Yeah, why don't we just go that right into that? It's perfect. Bodog, sure. I'll start it off. There you go. All right, well, we got it. Nice. That is my Bodog lock of the week. All right, sweet man. I'll go next. Okay, my Bodog best bet of the week is going to be uh, going to UFC as well, and I'm going to go with the um, with the little bit. I want to make a little bit of money here, so I'm going to go with the tighter one. The tighter. Tighter fight, the middleweight fight. I'm going to go with Alex Piera at one minus 155. I think he's going to get it done against uh, Sean Strickland. KO, that dude's got some heavy hands. That's my pick of the week. Nice. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the uh, Sugar Show. What does he pay for the win, Mike? Not much, bro. But that's a good bet. He's a minus uh, 325 currently. But I like. Oh. I like your pick. I like your pick. <laughs> So you, uh, you bet 325 to win a hundo. So it's not bad. <laughs> it's all about the little wins, right, Dan? All about the little wins. And you know what? I'm looking on Bodog right now. And for our listeners who haven't locked in their picks yet or made their picks, um, maybe wait a little bit because it looks like the, the tides are changing on a lot of the spreads here omali mike you were saying 325 is down to 310 that's how it happens dan uh you know it's live yeah, betting all the way yeah, up to the fight okay. ty what you got buddy <laughs> what's your best bet of the week we're going to the only golf tour that matters in the world the pga tour the john deere classic we're going with sahith tigala to win um at plus 2000 ten dollars oh. pays out 200 is that the last pga member no oh, all over and live now he uh he had a meltdown with the lead a couple weeks ago on 18 so he's going to redeem himself and get the win all right boys that was a great ufc update thank you <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that man you okay Woo. I'm, uh, I'm gonna pass out here <laughs> That really takes a lot. I don't know why Bruce Buffer charges so much. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that. Know, one time when just mentioning <laughs> that Bruce Buffer was introducing um, 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 GSP, George St. Pierre, in a fight. And he's like, <laughs> he jumped up and like, and, you know, now. And he like tore his like, ACL in his knee. Popped it. <laughs> really? He's like he's he like little the biggest like George Rash. <laughs> There's like a thing on it on YouTube, man. You gotta check it out. Because <laughs> he hurt, then he's like limping off the freaking stage. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Whatever you gotta do. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you. You'd like it. You'd like it. You'd like it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. <clears throat> All right, that concludes our episode 62 of the, of the West Coast Sports Junkies. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the, for those of you that uh, don't know, uh, if you go to www.westcoastsportsjunkies.ca, uh, scroll down to the bottom, click on the Bodog link, and set up an account. The first $400 that you 
buy in with will be matched by Bodog. Pay for, play with eight. That's only from the West Coast Sports Junkies, ex- exclusively on the West Coast Sports Junkie website. For all our other content, you can go there as well. We've got our YouTube links. We've got our information there, email addresses, anything you need. West Coast Sports Junkies, the website is there. You also see some nice pictures and photos of the group <laughs> uh, conducting business. So, time. All right, folks, that's our show. Episode 63! Starting off. <laughs> it's right, 62. <laughs> 62! <laughs> Starting off. Miami. South Beach, bringing the heat, uh. <laughs> Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out, uh. Here I am in the place where I come let go In Miami, the base and the sunset low Every day like a Mardi Gras Everybody party all day, no work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill Nothing less than ill, when we dress to kill Every time the ladies pass, they be like And y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces Every different nation